All right, folks, it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming live here at the Tornado Alley World Studios in my kitchen. That is right. It's got a great episode. We've got guests lined up. You do not want to miss this episode of the Alley. We've got first up, we've got Wayne Farmer, GM of Fortuna Tulsa, also defender Rachel Van Flossen will both be joining us live here on the podcast. Also, a little bit later, we've got Michael Gamble, forward of Tulsa Roughnecks. He'll be on to talk shop with us and also a good fan favorite here, Tornado Alley favorite, Sonny D'Alessandro, co-owner of Tulsa Athletic, will also be on. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, so don't don't miss the ball like Lourdes Karras did the other night. You, you don't want to do any of that, folks. You also want to get inside because it's getting stormy because it's another episode of Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. All right, folks, I'm excited. We have a Tuesday edition of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming live here in the Tornado Alley studios in my kitchen. As I mentioned earlier, a great guest tonight, folks. But first, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out BGN.FM, the Beautiful Game Network. Always happy to oblige to post our podcast. Uh, we also do the live version here, obviously, on Facebook Live, but we will have the, the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play version posted a little bit later on. So, folks, you will have both ways to get there. I know some folks like to listen at the office and can't get on Facebook Live, so we got you covered there. Also, RoughneckScarves.com, R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com. Not like Tulsa Roughnecks, but like Roughnecks. I know it's confusing. All your scarves needs. Uh, official supplier of Tulsa. Wow, Tulsa. <laughs> Tulsa, sure, why not? It's Tulsa supplier. It's fine. Uh, the United States men's, women's national team, USL, and MLS. Go for all your scarf needs, fundraisers, uh, supporter section, whatever you got, roughneckscarves.com. Also, another local sponsor here in Tulsa, we have our fo- good friends at A New Day Shelter. That's the one that I have here in my house. And uh, you know, if hey, things get real, we're going to duck into it. So uh, great folks there. This is a local company, New Day Shel- TornadoShelters.com. Ask for Dirk DeRose here in Tulsa, 918-277-3758. So, all right. So great episode coming up. And uh, you may we, – we're going to get started. There, no introduction. Well, we're going to do a quick introduction, but we're going to get right into it. We've got Wayne Farmer, GM of Fortuna Tulsa, uh, coming off their opening – Really, a very successful opening night there at TU, and also we have we have two guests on the line. We have Rachel Van Flossen, uh, center defensive, I guess center defensive midfielder of Fortuna Tulsa. So Rachel, Wayne, thanks for thanks for having me tonight, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. I it just I have them on. You can't see this, but I have them on Facebook or um, on uh, FaceTime, and they're at practice right now. Like they they had to like. They, they're they're warm i mean i think wayne was hollering at some people i don't know but uh he was telling them to hurry up and run faster maybe so uh caught them tonight out there uh training so uh wayne i'll I'll go ahead and start with you man uh i i came out friday night and i was expecting a big crowd was not disappointed i saw a lot of people having a good time Uh, i know you're running around and i think you ran about six seven miles because you're all over the place that night how how was it that opening night for you, man? Um, it, it was a blast. Um, it's been a long time coming, and we um, 
we really enjoyed it. Just the fact that we got, um, we set the league attendance record on Memorial Day weekend, getting 1,750 people there. We were over the moon with that. And just great feedback from people that, you know, watch the game, we're inside the stadium, the parking, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously some things that we're going to improve on for game two and already have made steps in improving the, you know, the things we didn't really see as problems, but things we'd like to do better. Sure. But um, overall, it, it was a great night, um, minus losing 1-0. But apart from that, um, every, everything was fantastic and um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, running around, not being able to watch the game, but making sure game day went well. Well, I was running around, too. I had my 21-month-old, and he was – I was just trying to make sure he didn't get on the field and, you know, get clean. I, you know, I was just making sure he didn't get hit by a ball or anything. But, yeah, great crowd, great atmosphere. Uh, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, you don't know how many folks can fit into this stadium. And then, you know, I think 2,000. And I, I didn't see too many empty seats. A lot of folks are on the sidelines. So I was very impressed with uh, the folks, everyone coming out, a lot of familiar faces, lots of families, lots of, you know, kiddos out there enjoying it. Uh, Rachel, I'll ask you, uh, how, how's it that I know you play, you, and for folks who may not know, she's a, going to be a senior, Oklahoma State, defensive, uh, kind of a center defensive mid there playing. Um, how, how was it getting out there and, and playing back in your hometown of Tulsa? It was really good. I really enjoyed back, being back playing with my sister. That's been mm-hmm. three or four years since that's happened. It was really good back playing with her. Really good to see all my friends and family out there. Sure. Seeing me that since I can't really travel all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, great experience. Ready for the rest of the season. Bring what whatever it brings for us. Yeah, and and it wasn't. And Oklahoma City FC is a really good opponent, and you probably seen some familiar faces on the other side of the ball, didn't you? Yes, I had JC Jones. She was one of our midfielders. Mm-hmm. Um, played against Hensley before, the goalie. Um, Maddie May, she was out there for a little bit. Yep. And Charmay, she couldn't play because she tore her ACL, but mm. they're all people that I've played with in the past or played against. And it was really cool to actually see them on the other side of the field instead of on the same side. Yeah, I bet that is kind of odd. You're playing against some of your teammates out there, and uh, and maybe you know some girls in high school. It's such you know Tulsa is such a really a, a really a lot of folks play in Tulsa. And one of the questions I always ask is, uh, how, how did you get into soccer? What what started it, uh, and what's kind of your earliest memories there? Um, I from what I remember, I started soccer when I was seven. So I mm-hmm. played um, at the Union Soccer Club, like a little rec league. Mm-hmm. When I was seven, I ended up quitting actually, and I played basketball for a while. And then I realized that I really like soccer, so I went back into it. I joined Basira, which mm-hmm. is no longer a team anymore. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Williams is my coach, who coaches now at TSC Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Played at Basira, played at Thunder, and then I moved to TSC before it became TSC Hurricane. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I was a little bit of a late bloomer, and just I joined the um, ECNL team when I was a sophomore, I think. Okay. And that's when just everything just kind of took off, and that's when I got all my college visits and whatever, and that's how I just became a college soccer player, really. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned earlier your sister Haley playing as well, and obviously you've had had to either have you know some good your your mom and dad supporting you guys, and and obviously they did something. What was the something that they did to, to get 
two girls playing Division One college. How, how did that all happen? What my dad always told me is that he made me and my sister so busy that we couldn't get in trouble. <laughs> I like that idea. I, I, me as a 21-month-old and a now a three-week-old daughter, I love that strategy. I'm using that. I like it. So keep yeah, going. We were, keep going. Yeah, we were constantly playing sports like soccer, basketball. Uh-huh. We even ran track for a little bit, but he just kept putting us in so many sports and practice all the time where we can get in trouble and he just kept pushing us and it was mm-hmm. nice that I, I mean i was kind of my sister always kind of looked up to me since i was a little bit older than her sure and we, we just kind of we always played the same position so we just kind of were not forced to but we always competed a lot so that sure. always made us better yeah absolutely and you know that's and you're a senior, your, your sister is sophomore at U of A. So, I mean, you're talking two grades. So, obviously, you've played, at, played on some of the same teams, even youth you know, in high school together. So, yeah, you're right, that competition. And then, plus, I, I don't know about you, but you could probably say some things to your sibling that you maybe not say some things to some other people. You can, oh, yeah. you can get their chili a little bit and say, hey, you know, cut it out. Hey, don't do that. And I don't know, maybe, and then they can, you guys hug it out afterwards. You know, it's, you don't, yeah. you don't take it personal, you know, maybe. <laughs> yes. so, so maybe there's some advantage to that. And, uh, well, that's great. I, I think, um, you know, obviously coming up with a good program there and, uh, and certainly, you know, obviously something had to go right your way, or, you know, to be playing division one soccer. I know it's not, not everyone does. And, you know, yes. and, I mean, there's such, so many good players, even in Tulsa, just the city of Tulsa playing, competing even at, you know, union, which is a great program as well. So yeah, you're right. Somebody have to compete, always having to bring your A game every day. Otherwise there's somebody waiting for, you know, take your spot. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, and uh, I have a few questions here. Um, uh, Wayne, what's uh, just uh, sorry? I had to switch switch topics here a little bit. Wayne, what's uh, I know we have another match coming up on the fifth of uh, of June here on Tuesday night. Uh, I know there was. I think I saw an announcement today of some things you guys are doing. Uh, anything you want to share with us? Yeah, so we um, actually announced today that our um, Tuesday, June 5th match will be known as Osage Night. Okay. So Osage Casino and Hotel have been a tremendous supporter of Fortuna Tulsa, women's soccer, and just helping us what we're trying to do. So we have some cool things we're doing with the Osage Nation as far as um, busing people in that may you know, not have been able to watch a soccer game before, but not just you know their tribe, um, Creek, Cherokee, all around, that we can bring some different people into a soccer game that may not have been exposed to it before. And then um, we announced a couple of weeks ago our Saturday, June 9th game will be known as the hashtag Power of Izzy 3 night, um, a night to basically help bring awareness to, to the fundraising efforts that the Kitterman family are going through mm-hmm. to help um, Izzy Kitterman in her efforts um, through therapy to help her, you know, hopefully walk again. So sure. we're excited to, to get behind that family and, just just do what we can for a great soccer family and um, a great individual. So there, yeah. there are our next two games that are coming up, and then we have some other cool announcements that will be coming up soon. But um, we're excited, excited just to keep breaking that, that league, attack, um, league attendance record. And um, I just want to let people know that um, there's, there's two ways you can do attendance, that you can do it on tickets sold or you can do it on physical people that walk through that door. Mm-hmm. We as an organization thought it was better to do it the, the real way, the true way. Okay actually every person that walks through that door. So I, I think if we, if we would have gone tickets sold, 
we could have really set a benchmark on the, the league attendance record and, you know, put some bigger numbers up there. But we're proud of, of our number, our real number, and just excited to hopefully keep pushing that bar higher on the league attendance record. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that, you know, just I, I think that's admirable because a lot of people are like, yeah, just, you know, if somebody bought a ticket, they didn't show up, eh, we'll count them. And, you know, I know that's for advertising and, and different types of things as well. Um, you know, there's a, you know, I think that's always kind of a a question that gets popped up in message boards and different things is, right. is oh, what's, what's the real attendance? And, uh, you and know, Roger, I, if, if I can, I'd love to shout out the other clubs. Oh, sure. Uh, we, we actually had, um, Mike Malaga and Brian Carroll of the Drillers and Roughnecks that brought tickets for their staff and were out there. And then it was, it was real nice for me. Um, Saturday, as I was returning the Ford cars, um, Sonny, who obviously you have on, sent me a lovely message saying how well he thought game day went and that he was in attendance. So just nice that, you know, the numbers we had from the Roughnecks. I know we had um, Dan DeVore out from the Ultras, mm-hmm. sorry, the Armory. Mm-hmm. But um, nice just to have support from from everyone we had youth soccer there we had recreational soccer there and you know sunny in attendance and david vaudrell and mike malager it was it was it was pretty special for me as a gm to see him there sure sure um it was some of the the changes you know just from are there any you know tactically or otherwise i know you're on the gm side so this may be more of a coaching question but uh anything that's like okay well maybe this didn't work on this game and 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 you know, I, I I thought towards the end of the match, you got I, I thought Fort Trader was going to put one in. It just it was right there. It's just you know, as long as it just it went everywhere, but in the back of the net, you know. Um, I, th- I think to be fair to the coaching staff, um, first half, first time the girls have played together. Sure. Um, and I didn't watch. I've only watched the replay, um, the live stream back. But um, second half, I thought they did everything right, and just mm-hmm. the the goalkeeper who was a, obviously a U.S. national team goalkeeper herself was player of the match she just kept everything out we hit the crossbar we hit the post and she was the big difference so um i, I know they've got a couple of things they're going to work on this week um which really enjoying just letting the coaching staff be in charge of the team and, and manage the team but from a from a gm standpoint we've already done some things as far as the concession line we've, we've met with the university of tulsa sodexo as far as spreading out the the beer truck the food sure. trucks and that making sure that lines are shorter We've also um, implemented a, a system and a strategy to, to help the ticketing staff and open some more entrances and exits. Uh, we actually had about a thousand people, Rog, come through between 6.40 and 7.10. So mm. we had, I think, eight people working the, the gate. I'm pretty proud that we got them through in the time that we did. And, and sorry if anyone had to stay in a line for more than 15, 20 minutes. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that, I think that I think a lot of folks are like, oh, yeah, we can get more beers of course that's <laughs> hey that's that's always a win-win right so uh uh you know get some i know because i'm not sure if it was a tu situation where it's like oh they have you know and i don't want to get to those gory details i'll i'll let you take care of those but uh but yeah i think uh that yeah from game day experience i thought it went really well and like i said lots of folks out there i was very you know, I was I was expecting a big crowd. I was pleasantly surprised, even expecting a big crowd. So, uh, great to see that, and great to see, like I said, Armory, Rousebouts, Roughnecks players. I, I talked to a bunch of those guys, walked past, shook their hands, had conversation with those guys. So I know they were all out in attendance, and yeah, it's just great to see that support here in Tulsa. Um, you know, and, sure, and especially we're, we're happy to happy to repay that. I know we had um, 
a, a great handful of the girls out at the at the energy game, um, mm-hmm. roughnecks the energy game. Mm-hmm. Um, already communicated with 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 Sunny. Um, forgive me, but I believe it's their their Sunday um, Tulsa Tough game. The, t- the gonna, June tenth, right? Yeah, we're going to do what we can to get um, all season ticket base, all supporters, our players, and their families out to that game. So, mm. um, just nice that you know you guys came to our game. Well, we're we're going to get behind you and and support you this season. So, um, yeah, just, just support Tulsa, support, support the city that supports us. Absolutely. That's great. And Rachel, I see you over there. I was going to ask you something. Are, is the new stadium going to be open for you to play on next year? Yes, it should be done by this summer. Actually, from what I've heard, if we make like the championship of the WPSL game is going to be played in the cowgirl stadium. Gotcha. Rod, so, you got to look it up. It's pretty impressive. It's oh be yeah, really nice. Well, when I first saw that, I I thought Stillwater about to get a professional professional team. I mean, it's it's top notch. It's it's one of the best I've seen, and uh, just you know, I mean, I'm an OU guy, and I'm like, man, we need one of those, like for real, like, you know, because uh, I, I yeah, that looks nice. I think you're. I hope you get to play it game one and get to get to enjoy that because then you can say, oh yeah, I played in that. My senior year, it was awesome. So, um, yes, well, let me ask you this, Rachel, since I have you on the horn here. I know we have the World Cup coming up here in, you know, gosh, a couple of weeks. I can't believe it. Um, do you have any uh, any favorites or any team, maybe a team that's not a favorite that you think is going to win this thing or maybe a favorite team out there? I know um, I asked you a really loaded question there, but, yeah. Well, just... I know the U.S. team isn't in it. Uh, womp womp. Yeah, but you know, people like you and me and Wayne, we're gonna watch it. Wayne's definitely gonna watch it, but we're we're gonna watch it anyway, right? Yes, of course. Of course. Um, I am kind of rooting for England. Sure. I mean, I don't really watch mo like soccer in my free time. If it is, it's mostly college. Right. So I don't really pay attention that often, but. Got to be rooting for England on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, Wayne, are you going to root for England or nah? I'm just rooting for Gareth Bale in general, but just, he's not there. Um, I know. Won't, won't. No, I, I, I really hope England pull it off. Um, I, I think if, if I was putting money on it, I'd say maybe Germany, um, but I'd, I'd love it. And we have Haley Van Fossen saying hello to a sister up here in the stand. Uh oh. All right. See you, Rog. Yep. Okay. There. Yep. See her. <laughs> I think. Hey, way to pay attention to practice. Yeah. Way to, way to represent Fortuna. There you go. All right. Hey, that's fine. Hey, you know. Haley, our sister, um, Rog, I know I've told you that we're, we have a third pillar as far as helping players off the field. He's actually going to spend time with Channel 6 and Channel 2 next week. Um, so you might see her on the news um, as a news anchor, which is pretty exciting. Nice. Pretty terrifying at the same time. <laughs> oh, it's you know it's it's really weird. You know, I've uh, not not on this or anything, but I've I've been on an old job of mine that I had. Uh, we we went on to the talk about like how to like appropriately dress for the workplace. And it was this company as a recruiting firm that time, and it was just weird. It's just like you, you go on and it's like they do it, and it seems like you're on there for like two seconds, then you're off, and then you know you get nervous right before and then it's like over and you're like okay you're still kind of nervous and you're still walking off like oh what what just happened here you know it's it's really a, it's a weird weird experience all the way around you know so 
It'll, yeah, don't get nervous. I mean, I know you will, or what? Oh, she, I know she will. She will, but uh, no, she's she's gonna do well. She's exactly ice cold veins. It's fine. When she graduates, but um, all, all the all the new stations two, six, eight, twenty three, mm-hmm. all of them been so supportive of us, and I mean, we're shouting out the athletics roughnecks. Um, definitely have to shout out all the news mediums too, as far as newspapers, magazines, and TV stations, and even people like yourself, Rod, just for the. The great, great publicity you're giving women's soccer. It's 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 been really exciting. Yeah, and you know, like I've mentioned a couple of times now, you know, Tulsa is such a great market or not market, but just there's so many girls that play soccer here. I mean, I've got a three week old. Hopefully, she plays. I mean, you know, so it's it, it, there's so many good, so much talent here in Tulsa and you know in the suburbs, you know, around the city, you know. So, I mean, you know better than I do, but, uh, yeah, I, and I love that this is going on, and, and you know, any way we can I'm help here. Rog, for, you, you've probably been involved in the conversations of, I used to go down to Scaly Stadium and watch, you know, Victor, Char- you know, these fantastic names that have done mm. great things. It's obviously we're a few miles away from this, but I, I really look forward to the day when a, a young kid can, you know, come meet Rachel when she's older or come meet Anna Beffer or Haley Van Fossen and say, you know, I watched you when I was 10 at the University of Tulsa and it, it made a real big difference in, in what I did in my soccer career. Like that's sure that's something I, I really hope that we can achieve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of seeds that are being planted that were planted in the early 80s, late 70s that are you're starting to see now. Even with Tulsa Athletic, you're, you, you played with Tulsa Athletic – this is five years later, six years later. You're, you know, GM of a, of, of a team here in Tulsa, and you know, and Rachel, she's going to go on and 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 with her career, and maybe she's a coach or you know gets do something on the side with soccer. I don't think you ever leave the sport. So, yeah. sadly, though, my, my name, my name at the athletics is known for paint, painting the stadium with Sunny. So, hey, that, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't have the glitzy, glamorous GM role. I had the let's clean the stadium role. But um, you got to learn um, somewhere, right? learn to paint <laughs> <laughs> hey nothing wrong with that and i did have a couple of questions I don't, I don't know if you can say anything on this or not or but so any any uh thoughts on you know if we've always had the rumor about a pdl team here in tulsa uh, do you think you guys would ever get involved on any on that scale or anything on that end i, I think right now roger just we're having such a good time mm-hmm. and enjoying what we're doing with with the women's team I think it's just just our complete full focus. I mean, mm. we're 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 doing so well. We're as far as well as, as an organization. That's all, that's that's our focus. And, sure. You know, I, I think someone asked the other day. You know, are you gonna like we joked about last time I was on? Are you gonna do USL D three D two? All this. It's just like we're full tune at Tulsa. Sure. We have a great WPSL team this year, and we're really excited just to do all we can with that. Sure, absolutely. Well, all right, yeah. Wayne. Well, Wayne, Rachel, uh, I'll let you guys go and get back to it, and 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 start ho- hollering out all those people to run faster laps around the track, and and get after Haley over there, Rachel. Don't don't <laughs> can, let her slack. Can you, can you see us now, Rog? Can people see us? Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, I was gonna flip the camera and watch everyone working hard while we're sat watching practice back here see this is what happens when an accountant does like technology it's like i can't figure out how to get your your as i have them on facetime so i can't get them on here so i apologize for being technologically inept so i'm no sorry we, we appreciate all the all the love and support you've been giving us and 
um, it was really nice seeing you and your family out of the game. And sure, I'm sure. Out there on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're gonna have to deal with us again some point. Or he's, I think Brady's gonna be. I had to leave a little bit early because he was getting a little on the cantankerous side, but uh, it was getting close to bedtime for him. So he 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 lets me know when it's bedtime or when he's hungry. So trust me on that. So <laughs> well, we appreciate you and thank you everyone for listening and um, check out Rachel Van Fossen on on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'll make sure that she cleans that page up. Oh. You clean it up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Is that, what's what's all your social media out there, Rachel? What is it all? I, I know all you kids are like on IG. Um, so I think my Instagram is Rachel Van underscore 12. Okay. My Twitter should be Rach underscore Van 12. And I think my Snapchat's the same. And my my Facebook is just Rachel Van Fossen. Perfect. All right, Rachel, thank you so much. And uh, Wayne, uh, at, at Fortuna Tulsa, I think that's that's your handle, right? Uh, yeah, one of my hats, not handles, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, if everyone can follow that, you, you don't want to – the Wayne Palmer page has nothing going on right now. Uh, it's, you're all Fortuna Tulsa, man. You don't have time to be an individual. Come on now. Exactly. All, all of the bad social media, everyone, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm trying my best. No worries. We'll, we'll give you a pass, man. I know you're busy – and uh, we appreciate everything you guys are doing. So uh, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to the training, and uh, we'll, we'll be we'll we're gonna we'll talk soon. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Great stuff there with Rachel Van Flossen and uh, Wayne Farmer of Tulsa, of Fortuna Tulsa. I don't know where I was going with that. So anyway, uh, real quick, guys, uh, we're going to take a small break. We'll have Michael Gamble up next on the podcast. So. Uh, We'll be right back. Hang tight. How's it going, man? How's it going? Sorry I missed it. I was no. Out. no worries, no worries. Here, let me uh we'll get you hooked up here and, and we'll we'll we're on Facebook Live right now, so just give you a quick heads up. So let me uh jump you in here and then I'll I'll, I'll do like a countdown and, and we'll go live, okay? All right, folks, I had to make sure my left was in my left ear. I don't know if you folks care about that kind of thing, but uh, I'm kind of OCD about it, so 
that's what I'm doing. All right, so uh, I want to do a quick countdown. We'll get the live chat or the live stream started in three, two, one. All right, folks, we have another great guest on from Tulsa Roughnecks forward, Michael Gamble. Michael, uh, how, how's it going tonight, man? Going all right. Just you know, hanging out in my apartment with some of my friends. We got a puppy in the building, so it's been one hell of a night. <laughs> what kind of puppy we got here? It's a small Maltese, little black Maltese, like six weeks old. It's oh, dang. adorable. Man. Still biting fingers, playing with the ball we have. It's pretty adorable. Oh, that's awesome. I, I wish I wish we could uh, put like it. I, I, I was I, I was talking to what we had to. Wayne Farmer on earlier, and I wish I could get the double screen somehow on the Facebook Live, but this is what happens when an accountant tries to be technologically advanced here. So we have to forgive me, folks, but we have a puppy alert on the Facebook or on the uh, FaceTime over <laughs> here. So I apologize for not being able yeah. to bring that action for y'all. Uh, so well, camera shy though. So okay, <laughs> maybe in a few weeks he might be ready for the camera. Is it your dog or somebody else's? Ah, uh, no, it's one of our friends. Okay, bring, they bring it over and. Just because we say, hey, bring over your dog, because, you know, sometimes we just need that. <laughs> so we all need, a, we all need puppies most yeah. of the time, I mean, for real, right? <laughs> well, hey, Michael, um, I've always uh, ask this question for folks who play, and uh, uh, what, what kind of got you into to soccer, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my family comes, my mom comes from Spanish heritage, so mm-hmm. she's, um, her family comes from Spain. She was born in Mexico. And so, obviously, in that side, they're very passionate about it. And so, I remember I was four years old. They kind of had the – they put the World Cup on. It was a 1998 World Cup win. And I just remember watching it on TV. Then, all of a sudden, you know, I just started picking out everything in the house, little toys, little things, just started kicking it around, scoring yep. goals, scoring the World Cup winner. Yeah, there you go. one of those things I just fell in love with right away. The parents got me right into some, I guess, local soccer leagues, and I just – fell in love with it and stuck with it. Yeah, and, and you are from the uh, the uh, New England area, uh, D.C. area, I believe, uh, on the East Coast there. Yeah. And uh, played your college ball at Wake Forest, and then uh, from there went on with the, uh, I believe, with the Revolution, New England Revolution. Yep. Uh, drafted there, and then uh, and now Roughnecks. So talk a little bit about that transition from, you know, playing you know high school ball and I'm sure playing club soccer and then getting that, chance to play division one soccer uh they're at a really good school at, at wake forest yeah no i mean it was a it was a big jump obviously in high school you know your dream is to play division one soccer hopefully getting a scholarship and i remember um you know i didn't know too much about college actually when i mm-hmm. first got into high school um i was more one of those kids that just want to go straight pro sure sure but i remember you know, just like colleges started asking me to come visit. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll go do all this stuff. And you just kind of get to be on the environment. You go to co- uh, like college visits. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by it. And, you know, you start to fall in love with it. And you can see yourself being there. And I remember at the time, Jay Vidovich was the head coach of Wake Forest. And, you know, I got to sit down with him. And he really made me fall in love with the program and what they were about there. And, you know, they've obviously sent a lot of guys, guys pro. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big pull for me. And so kind of went from my high school to there and you know just went through four years there had a great time learned a lot about soccer learned a lot about life made a lot of lifelong friends sure and you know now i'm here yeah yeah could just do college all over again right um yeah <laughs> especially maybe at like 37 like ah, i don't know if i can hang like that i don't know if i i can yeah, be nocturnal again college no homework 
best, yeah. best life. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Michael, uh, talk about, uh, you know, we had uh, the match this past weekend with Oklahoma City, uh, getting the draw there at home. And then you turn around and you look and it's like, I don't know what team you're about to play. Uh, the Galaxy, they let seven goals go in the other night and then they yeah. scored seven goals. Uh, what, what's the preparation for a team like this? It, maybe you get the uh, the 15-year-old Phenom, um, Alvarez out there playing. Uh, you know, what's uh, – you know what's the what's the prep preparation for a team like this? Um, you know, obviously we gotta take some time and look at some video. Obviously, sure. the coaches are gonna do a lot of that. You know, kind of give us a game plan to follow. We'll work on that during the week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think the first thing we need to focus on is just kind of maybe the defensive side of the ball. They they score a lot of goals, obviously. Sure. And if we can lock down that player and close him down, I'm sure they won't really get as many chances. And then for us, obviously, just also working on the attacking aspect of our game, you know, we're still trying to kind of build up those relationships up there. There's been a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, guys bringing guys from MLS sides. And so, you know, we're still kind of like making sure guys like get familiar with each other before we get go into a game like that. I mean, you know, it could end up being a high scoring game. We just mm-hmm. got to be a team that scores more goals. And I think, you know, we get the first one, hopefully get the second one, then we can really put them away, but it's going to be a good game regardless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, get a get a net a couple of goals there, and uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, get. I I don't know me. I I'm not a one nil kind of a guy. I'm like, ah, let's make it oh, six six five. It, that'll be fun. You know, I'm a. Hey, as long as we score the six, I'm happy with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Coach Vaughn may not want to give up yeah, five maybe goals. Not the defenders either, but hey, I'm on the attacking side. If I score, we get six goals, I'm good. Heck yeah, I get a half, uh, I'll say half, hang half a dozen on a team. So, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, what's, um, you know, from, a, I guess we have a question about Ziggy's in Winston-Salem. Uh, are you familiar with that at all? Did they tear I it down? We actually have one on our campus. Yeah, these, uh, I believe David said he went to a show there at Ziggy's while he was in, co- while in college, and he heard that they may have tore that place down. Do you know about um, it? I know that we have like a Ziggy's on campus. I don't know if there was any shows there, so maybe the one um, he went to might have got torn down. I'm sorry to hear that if it did, but I know the one it tastes it has amazing food, so I'm sure they have amazing shows as well. Or maybe it was before a show, or, or I, 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 the screen is like way away from me, so I'm probably not reading that correctly. Oh, you're fine. Uh, and tactically, you know, what's something that you know Coach Vaud does that's maybe different than than previous coaches that that you've played with? Um, I mean, we definitely introduced a new formation early mm-hmm. on in the season with the three 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 one. Um, I think that was something not many of us had seen before, and so it was kind of like, you know, putting guys like where they're most comfortable and seeing how they could fit into it. Kind of going over video, going over different stuff to like get familiar mm-hmm. with it. Because I think obviously you could see our struggles. Um, it, it's taking some time to figure it out. Um, the last couple games we've changed back to kind of a four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. and I think we're finding more familiarity in that because that's something that we've been doing like our whole lives almost. Sure. And I think we've been able to like kind of have more structure that way. Mm-hmm. But regardless, whatever formation we play in, we're we're professional soccer players. We're here for a reason. Sure. We should be able to adapt as quick as possible, and you know, get results. 
Yeah, the three the 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 previous formations kind of something you saw maybe with Arsenal, you know, playing the three back set and yeah, you know, it, it, it's something you don't see a lot in the USL is is that three back and then you know the going back with the diamond formation or the you know playing one you know playing at the attacking center and playing four back and you know yeah. you, you, that was something we saw quite a bit last season and, and we're okay. familiar with you know you know you said a lot of you guys are that's more of I guess you call it a conventional you know setup versus for the three back but yeah you're right it, it can i don't know you might get a six five kind of a game with a three back set but it'll be fun right yeah. it'll be, hey, yeah. it's a fun entertaining game that the fans enjoy and we win i will be fine with that yeah absolutely well you know how's the just you know just from the just the vibe from everyone i know obviously not in a position you know on the table you guys want to see or you know or, you know obviously looking at improving that and i know you guys are hard working hard there but just kind of How's the, what's the temperature with everybody else? Is it just you feel like, man, we're just right there and, and just one goal here, one goal there, and you're talking maybe a difference of three points versus 15. Uh, how just how's everybody feeling right now? Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough. Obviously, you don't go into a season expecting not have a win in 11, 12 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's been tough on the guys. A lot of us are frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we're looking for solutions. Obviously, there's something not working, and it's something that we're trying to figure out. Um, obviously, in the USL, it it's sometimes can be tough when you have affiliates because, you know, they're sending players down. Guys aren't getting to train with the team a lot, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of just thrown into it. There's some unfamiliarity. Unfil- I mean, guys sure. are in and out with injuries. And so right now, just I think a lot of guys are seeing not guys aren't in their normal positions or we're mm-hmm. changing up our lineup almost every weekend. So. Sure. Obviously, it's it's something that we're working towards. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not happy at not having won a game yet. I mean, you know, we see the kind of team we have. We have talented players and, you know, just kind of our work and just kind of like that talent hasn't really showed in the results. Sure. And I think, you know, we get that first win. I think many more will come. But right now, it's just kind of trying to relieve that pressure on us. Obviously, we're putting it on ourselves. We know mm-hmm. the fans are 100% behind us no matter what, and we really appreciate that, mm-hmm. but you know, right now we're we're feeling it a little bit just in terms of getting that first win, just finally taking a breath, being like, all right, we got that one. Let's get the next one. But we think it's going to come sooner rather than later. You know, things are you know, look looking like they're heading in a better direction. Obviously, 1-1 result against OKCs, it's good. You know, against your rival, you don't want to lose, given sure. we lost the first game against them. But, you know, obviously we want to win against them as well. And sure. I think going into L.A., that's our goal, obviously, is to get a W. And, I mean – God, we're working hard each and every day doing stuff off the field as well to get our bodies right mm-hmm. and hopefully we can come back with a victory yeah how, how are you uh, health-wise right now um i'm good you know i haven't you know i there was for a little while I was struggling with kind of like some back problems mm-hmm. and maybe a little thing in my leg but you know right now i feel 100 percent ready to go ready to give everything i can sure. to the team and so just a matter of, you know, taking time. When, however much I'm playing, I got to do my best. So whether it's 10 minutes or whether it's a full 90, mm-hmm. I got to do my best and hopefully get a goal because that's my job. Yeah, and speaking of, we had we had a really nice goal. Uh, I, I'm trying to sit here and remember the match. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He had the pass from – I could, I remember the pass because it came from yeah. – it was G to Rivas, back to G, and then you were just right in front of the goal, almost yeah. walked it in. Gosh, who was that? Who were we playing? I'm not good at this either. <laughs> I was like, I've slept since, man. I have like small kids, and I don't, I don't think sleep it was, much at all. It wasn't Fresno. 
No, it was a home match. It, what, like what was it? it? Maybe it was El, maybe Reno. Maybe it was. was it Reno? I think it might have been Reno. May have been. Yeah, yeah, it was Reno. Yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. Sounds good. It would work. Say teamwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teamwork makes a dream work. Absolutely. That was one of the best. Just team goals. It was. It looked like something you, you know, a textbook give and go, getting into open space, finding that open space, and it just seemed like okay, that that is. That's that's it right there. And yeah. I mean, if you could do that every time, obviously you would. But yeah. if the defenders let you do it every time, you know, and is it just you had like you said you earlier, you had the pieces in place. It's just maybe a matter of having that consistency and, and having some of those same folks, right? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I think that week we really worked on just combinations, like in the attacking half of the field. We really. Worked a lot on possession and just finding those combinations to get in behind. And I think that was a perfect example of what we were working on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously just working with um, some of the coaches and saying after practice to work on that type of finishing. Mm-hmm. Balls crossed in and hitting it first time. So I think that, that goal was a result of the extra work that like the team has been putting in mm-hmm. and the work that we put in in training that week. And, you know, I think recently we've been seeing some of those goals come out a little bit more, just like mm-hmm. that teamwork goals instead of that less goal like out of nowhere. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely getting better. It's just obviously we want more than one goal game. Sure, um, sure, absolutely. You know, I think, I, I, I think for sure we've been efficient. I know we're, we haven't been creating a lot of chances. And, you know, that's disappointing for us, obviously, especially me as an attacking player. I want to be creating more. I want to be getting a lot of opportunities. But – you know, we've been getting a goal out of two, three good chances, and that's something good. So, you think you think if we start creating more chances, we're going to get that six we can keep talking about. Yeah, and, and you know, something else that I've always I've noticed just looking at stats line is the possession. It seems like it's always tilted in Tulsa's. You know, forget what the results happened on the field, but you know, the possession always seems to be tilted toward Tulsa. Yeah, you're right. Don't get a lot of shots on goal. But you're right. You have like three shots a goal. You may have two goals. You know, kind of one of those things. Like you said, very efficient. You don't, you know, just willy nilly just hit the ball and throw hitting this. I mean, a shot that goes into stands does good. Nothing does nothing for anybody. You know, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe you know, like I said, maybe it's more possession focus and it's just maybe working those, you know, those running lanes and those types of things and, and getting those those opportunities. Uh, we had one question here about your. Uh, do you have a favorite EPL team? EPL team. Oh, wow. Um, I'm a big fan of Pep Guardiola. Oh. So um, I, I have to say Manchester City. I'm sorry if that's not the answer uh, the person it's, wants to hear. That's never the answer anybody wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can imagine. But I really like the way they played this year. I mean, yeah. in, in the Premier League, they were just doing something we haven't seen in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, look how many records they set. And it was really enjoyable to watch. But, I mean, I love watching the top four, top five teams play. Right. But – I guess just being a Pep Guardiola fan, I was going for Man City maybe a little bit more than the others. So you were back when he was at uh, Bayern Munich and all that stuff too? Yeah, I'm a big Barcelona fan. Okay, so right, okay. Barcelona a while back, and so that's where I kind of fell in love with him as a coach and his style, his philosophy. Yeah, are you a bigger a Bar- Barcelona fan than Joaquin? Uh, I, can, I probably. Oh, dang, know, all right. get on here and debate about it, but – I think I rep it a little bit more. My man Messi, you know, that's that's the guy that makes me go for Barca. So okay. <laughs> hey, earlier, by the way, you made me feel really old. You said you were four years old when the '98 World Cup happened. 
Yeah. Pretty sure I was in high school then, so I'm just, just ah, don't worry about it. You still, you still look good. It's all right. Yeah, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, but that was like the worst World Cup ever for the United States. I mean, outside of this one that we didn't make, you know. Yeah. That nah. was lost to Saudi. No, I'm sorry, not lost to Iran. Yeah, I lost to Iran. So I remember that one. So uh, anyway, um, cool stuff. Now, do you have speaking of World Cup? Are you going to be obviously? Uh, maybe you'll have time to watch it between trainings. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody out there that you fancy that you think will uh, maybe? I know everybody says Germany, Brazil, but is there somebody out there that maybe it's not Germany or Brazil that could win this thing? Argentina, of course. I told you my favorite player. Okay, is fine. I, was, I mean, look, I, I should have, I should have, I should have read between the lines there, right? Yeah, no. I want, I want Argentina to win it because I think for me, Messi is one of the greatest of all time, and I think getting the World Cup will really cement that. But in terms of who I believe going into the World Cup are looking like the strongest teams right now, it's definitely Spain, Germany, sure. and Brazil. I mean, all three of those teams have a really deep squad experience, incredible players. I mean team like France is really, really young with talented players, too, so they're mm. going to be exciting to watch. But, you know, I, I think it's going to come down to one of those. Um, like I said, if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Messi just because I believe in my boy. All right. But if not then, then I would go with Spain. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I like that. I think that's a that's a good pick, too. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm going to – people are like, are you going to watch it? Because the United States – of course I'm going to watch it. I mean <laughs> – it's the World yeah, I Cup. I think the whole world watches it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, hopefully I can somehow pull that off while I may have to like have the earbuds in and just kind of listening to it on my phone yeah. or something. But uh, I'll worry about that. Hey, you don't need to worry about that. I'll worry about that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but, all right. Well, hey, Michael, uh, I'll let you get back to hanging with the dogs, hanging with the hanging with your fellas there, and uh, and uh, telling Joaquin that you're a better Barcelona fan than him. So good <laughs> luck with that, by the way, because he had this huge like poster when I was interviewing him. He was in Vegas still, and and he had yeah. this huge poster. I, I don't know. Maybe there's people signed it. I have no idea. But anyway, uh, you'll have to you'll have to let him know that you're a better bigger fan than him. But uh, I'll let him know tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> You might you might get a cleat on your foot or something. You might you might get after yeah, you. Yeah, you're gonna get it. See in the news, Joaquin and Michael Gamble injured in training. Just the fist fight. It's like ah, it's fine. It, it, the boys will work it out. They'll be okay. <laughs> All right, Michael Gamble, forward of Tulsa Roughnecks. Uh, I, I know you're out there on social. I think you have uh, Instagram. I, I know. I don't know if you're out there on Twitter or not. But any any social media you like to plug, go for it, man. Uh, I mean, I, I do have an Instagram, but. Uh... I have deleted all my social media from my phone, so I have an account, but I haven't been active. All right. It was more of a, you know, maybe wait until we get that first W, I'll get it back. But no, nah, nah, <laughs> you have you have self, uh, what is it, uh, self embargo, uh, all your social media. Yeah, there we go. I can't be posting anything until it's a W. All right. I think I think Ricky Myers, I think, doesn't shave his beard until the Roughnecks win two matches or so. I don't know. Maybe that he, I don't know if he's still doing that or not. But uh, I've seen him with the beard still. So. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got to take care of that, or I don't just maybe just like win one game, draw, then just make him grow a beard out. I don't know. But yeah, uh, got to do something. All right. Well, hi, Michael Gamble, um, uh, Roughnecks forward here. Uh, Mike, I appreciate you coming on tonight, and I'll let you get back to it. Okay. All right, thanks for having me. Take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, Michael Gamble there, Roughnecks Ford. And uh, my, uh, Ricky said he's – no, he's not. So you're not uh, you're not doing the two games in a row anymore. It's You're you're just just growing the beard. 
That's okay. No worries, man. You can you do you, baby. You do you. Don't worry about it. Uh, yes, too bad Sargent can't play this year. That's Josh Sargent, I uh, believe, came up through the St. Louis um, Academy, I believe, or he was from St. Louis. Um, yeah, he's one of the young guns. Yeah, I think Julian Green subbed in for, I think George, not George Way. Is it George Way? That's his dad. Anyway, his son, George Way's son, he got subbed out. He took a little bit of knock, and he was not excited about subbing out, which I get it. He's wanting some playing time. Yeah, Scott Gallagher. Thank you, Matt. I knew it was I, – I, I remember the, the name of it, so I remember the um, – the, it was over there in St. Louis. But anyway, uh, before we uh, – yeah, so let me get Sonny on here and uh, hang tight, everybody. I'll be right back. Hey, Sonny. Oh, no, no, you're good. No worries. I th yeah, I th um, yeah, I got a – hang on a second. All right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Scrambling here. <laughs> oh, no, we can do it right now. I was, I was just about to call you. So um, if you want to, I'll do a, like a little three, two, one, and we'll, we'll get started live. All right, hang on one second. All right, everybody. We've got uh, Sandy Alessandro on, and we'll we'll do the live recording here. And three, two, one. All right, folks. We have a great guest on, uh, co-owner of Tulsa Athletic, Sonny Alessandro. Sonny, what's going on, man? Roger, you're pretty loose with your greats. I want to want to let you just want to let you know that. Um, no, thanks for having me on. It's always a blast to come on. Yeah, and this is a real just quick personal story here. One night, this is before my daughter was born. My wife and I, we went out to dinner, and and we're like, yeah, what do you want to do? And and I was like, yeah, well, we're over here by America Solara, so let's just pop in and see if anybody's there. And none other than uh, Sonny D'Alessandro is there. And I think <laughs> that's the first time we ever met my wife, and we sat there and you know talk, talk shop. I don't even think we even talked about soccer. I think we talked about kids the whole time or something. I don't even know what we talked about, but – for some reason, I don't think we talked much about soccer, did we? Oh, I mean, I can. 
we can range outside of soccer. I mean, you've heard my podcast before. It goes anywhere <laughs> from soccer to wiping my own ass. So, but I do like the intro. Now we've gone from great to degenerate in oh, like two, two sentences. <laughs> listen, you, you can't, you can't degrade. You can't. I mean, this the podcast is already down here. You can't go. It's like it's on the ground. It's fine. You know. It's no, no. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I. I pop over there. Like, I love their beer. They've been really, mm. uh, really good to work with this year. They've supported us. They're obviously, they're on the front of our away jerseys. And, um, yeah, we have their Tulsa time uh, mm. beer at, at our games, which is a great beer. So, yeah, I, I try and I try and show love to my neighbors in the in the hood down there on 18th and Boston. Yeah, that, it, that kind of is your uh, – I mean, that is your neighborhood. I mean, legit. You know, you've got, you got the restaurant right across the street, and, uh, you know, and you got the – the, the the field not even a block away uh, i mean oh that, yeah i mean do you, oh, you, yeah. you need like a little camper or something to set out over there like maybe behind uh, uh what is that the uh, uh burnco <laughs> just like set up a shop behind burnco i or know something? right right well you know it's actually funny roger like i i lived for a while when i was younger my mom owned a like a vintage clothing and antique store mm-hmm. it's in the house that's one door to the north of mercury lounge kind of on that hill oh yeah 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 we ended up living there for a few years too because it was just a house that she was doing retail out of but then we moved in there and so i lived there and i went to lee school right around the corner and my first soccer practice was it was at boulder park at the time but at veterans park so i mean that really is for me and dr kern i mean we grew up in that neighborhood so um yeah it's it's home for sure yeah and uh yeah that's that's great and I, I work just up there at 15th and Boulder, so I I don't know. Maybe I'm an adopted – I don't know what I am over there. But anyway, I go running through that area all the time. And what really stinks is that like at lunchtime – well, not really stinks, but kind of – I'm out there running, sweating, and then I smell burn co. Like, <laughs> I feel like, oh, yeah, let's go over here and get a rib instead of run to Riverside. All right, that, that, that hill just got a little higher to climb, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sonny uh, – uh, I, I don't think we've had a chance to talk since the season started. So uh, obviously I had the two matches at home, a great turnout, lots of folks out there, lots of families, lots of, lots of different folks. I think people were biking, showed up just to see what's going on. How's, how's it, uh, the impressions of this season so far in your new, in your new home, your, your old home, now your new home at uh, veterans park. How do you think it's gone so far? Yeah, no, the, the feedback has been great. Um, you know, the soccer culture in America is still a pretty young one. So, you know, we had kind of a design after after we had left the stadium and then we went to a high school. We were like, look, I mean, our options became more and more limited. But and I, you, you know, I, I, I tell this to people all the time. So if I'm repeating myself to people who listen to your podcast, I apologize. But you know, when we first started this, like we had an identity and a character about us that was one that, you know, we wanted to connect with the community at, at all costs and, sure. and and make sure that, like, you know, that resonated with, you know, the values and the identity of the club. So, um, you know, we had that at 15th and Yale when we started. And then when we moved out, we went to the high school. It was like, well, it's really sterile over here. No beer, football right. lines and you know, it's certainly not the neighborhood atmosphere that, that we were quite looking for. So veterans is just, you know, it's really wonderful. 
these days, uh, these it's entertainment, right? You know, a, a soccer game when you strip it down is it's entertainment. Your people or families or supporters or diehards or just passersby are are going there. You know, they're there to be entertained for a couple of hours. So that I mean, that's what's at the bare bones of all this. So if with that you can incorporate that feel of having some, you know, some civic pride uh, mm-hmm. and you know, have a local beer and some local food. And, you know, the next day you're running around on the same park that you, you watch the game played at. Like, I think that that's, you know, a really cool way to connect uh, to a fan base or just to a community. And I, I had the conversation with one of our supporters, Dan DeVore mm. a couple of weeks ago, and he's a big NASCAR fan. And um, I don't know too much about it, but what he was saying was that there's a trend these days with, I think the American sports fan has become a little bit fatigued by this major sponsors, massive TV deal, billionaire, millionaire athletes and owners. It's just kind of like that's it, it doesn't really land with a lot of people. So he was saying there's a, been a big uptick in the attendance of like their local dirt tracks and stuff sure. like that where it's like, hey, that's my mechanic out there in third place that just moved into second place, you know, and, and there's a, just a relatability that I think that we've always tried to bring to the table. You know, if you want one of our guys to come out and do a coaching session, that's fine. I mean, sure. You know, there's a there's a decent chance a couple of our guys might do your taxes, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I just think that's really relatable. And that, that to me showcases the romantic side of sports far more than the unrelatable millionaire who, you know, has the spotlight on them nonstop. I I think that as a society, we're growing a little bit tired of that. So um, it suits, it certainly suits what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I'd like to think that we're one of the more relatable clubs in in the world. So. Yeah. um, You, you, you you said something that's, uh, that got me thinking and I don't know, maybe I'm going down the wrong trail here, but you talk about the millionaire players, the big advertisings, and, and you're seeing this. You know, I mean, tonight, yeah, we got I have a, you know, a, a Roku, and and I can watch Netflix, YouTube videos, you know, all sorts of stuff that's not sports. And right, you're seeing this. You know, I know it's very topical because we have the NBA finals, and you're seeing the same matchup the fourth year in a row. <laughs> right, and right. It's like how boring is that and you know all these things that have happened you know like was the it's just i'm not going to pick on nba but i'm just going to talk about because it's that time of year but there's seven possibly seven games and you know it's like okay well wait until it's the one that's important and then let me know right and like let me know when it's like two minutes left because really i don't care i think you're starting to see some of that you see the attendance dropping you know yeah you can talk about the political stuff on nfl but you know there's less people watching it and I think it's there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, there's the political stuff, but there's you know, like I said, you can just turn on Netflix. I mean, there's nothing on TV. My ass, turn on Netflix. There's not a good soccer game. Ass, you know, let's do something else. Let's watch a YouTube video. So you're right. I think I think that live experience that you know you guys have done a phenomenal job at of that. Hey, it's a party. Oh yeah, there's a soccer game going on too. And Correct. oh yeah, you want to bring your family? You know, come watch it for free. And I think that's that is what's making this so successful. Is and then oh yeah, you have a time a time that's not really interfering with anything else. There's virtually nothing else going on. It's two o'clock on Sunday, 
right? So I think that was very forward thinking. And there's you know, something Matt and I had a couple of beers and talked about. I said, yeah, that's, uh, there's nothing. You're not competing against anything. There's, it's it's a brunch beer brunch. You know, people from brunch will just show up. Like, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't. You know, I'll just walk down to the park and watch the matches. So, uh, no, I think that's very forward looking and forward thinking. Uh, you know, coming. You know, coming coming up and and nothing. I and it, just being out in there in the atmosphere at veterans. I was like, yeah, this is this is this is the A's right here. You know, this is this is right. This this feels like Tulsa Athletic to me. Yeah, us too. You know, I mean, again, these at their root, you know, we're tribes. You know, I mean, we're mm. we're proud to be Tulsans and we want to be represented. We don't have a major sports team here, so I mean, how cool is it that? you know, it's really easy to get to know our players. I mean, it's a tangible thing. Like, you know, I, we wanted to be able to feel like you can reach out and touch the players because you can, like, they're just regular, regular guys. They're, mm-hmm. they have a, a gift and are extremely talented at this sport that, you know, I think we have uh, shown as a community, we, we follow and can support, but yeah, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want to feel like there's a barricade between the fan and the player and the mm-hmm. fan and the club, but we, we want that to be all encompassing because yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, you know, I think, you know, and on a broader scale, I think just history itself has kind of devalued major sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to date you and I, but you know, when we were kids, I could remember right off the top of my head who had won the last 10 Super Bowls. I mean, sure. Now there's, now there's been, you know, a, you know, around 55 Super Bowls and, you know, now you just say, who was in it two years ago? Uh, the Patriots, you know, and Can't go with, with basketball, it's the same thing. So I think as history adds up within the realm of sports, in a way, it kind of devalues the experience because it's not as special as it once was because there's just been more championships. I know that sounds a little a little bit funny, but I think that's why you do in some ways see a shift back to finding, um, you know, a genuine experience when sure. you go out, mm-hmm. not, not, I'm going to pay, you know, 600 bucks for me and the three kids to go to the game and buy food and a Jersey. I mean, it's like, God, that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's awful. Like, I'm, I'm, it, it I, is. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm just the way I think I'm like, man, I could put that into a, an index fund and let it grow over time. I, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I can invest right. that. That's, that's investment money to me, you know? So, uh, no, I hear you, you know, and, and just, just still go, Hey, we're going to go. I mean, now if I flew to like England and went to an arsenal match or something, I'm like, okay, I plan on spending that kind of money. Cause you're already flying there, you know, but that's an exception. That's, I'm not going to drive to Dallas, go watch the Cowboys to spend $600. Forget it. I mean, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that for OU and it's just not going to happen. Right. You know? So uh, yeah, you're right. And you know, I think- well, and when you, when you look at like the smarter owners, like one of the reasons in my opinion that Atlanta has been so wildly successful is because Arthur blank, he priced down all of the food. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to be $14 for popcorn. It's like, yep. it's going to be two bucks. Like I know how much, like being in the food industry, I know how much pop and, like stuff like popcorn costs, it costs nothing, especially mm-hmm. when you have the buying power that they do. You know, there's like two oh, sure. cents in a Coke. So when mo- a movie theater charges you eight bucks, it's like, yeah. for fuck's sake, like, I mean, you're just, ga- you're being gouged. So mm-hmm. I-, I really have an appreciation for, you know, people who, you know, have the, the consumer's genuine interests at heart. And I, yeah. Like I said, I think that's was really smart on Arthur Blank's part. 
I mean, mind you, owning Home Depot helps, you know, be, helps these ideas along a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's great that you can buy, a, you know, a few $40, $40 tickets and, you know, you can be in and out for with four kids for 200 bucks, mm-hmm. whereas it might have been 800 somewhere else. And, yeah. yeah, you know, a couple of drinks is a couple of bucks. And I, I don't know. It's just that it's I, – I, I see more success where people – are not chasing that dollar instead mm-hmm. they're they're going after the what the fan wants and i think they're being rewarded for that you know sure. I, I think what they what they're seeing is is bigger turnouts and less barriers for people who might or might not go they're saying yeah it's not that bad it's not that expensive you sure. know yeah um, yeah and, and that's you know something you're seeing with the, the a's this season and i really want to give a quick shout out Lori Scholl is uh uh, says she appreciates you bringing her on and, and and you know again going back someone who's does a does a great job and Lori, we'll go get you on the program you just you hang tight we'll get you on here all right so uh i uh, warned her i said i said look once you're in there's no getting out your family and your family forever <laughs> and i mean that if you ask my players they'll tell you the same thing if you ask matt bolt or dr kern or anyone i mean we're a family down there and laurie's been tremendous for us she's she's just one of the sweetest human beings and you know, is kind to volunteer her time and she comes out to our charity events. And, you know, if there was 15,000 Lori Shoals in Tulsa, we'd have a packed stadium for whatever team on whatever level that we had. Sure. Um, it, it would be wonderful, but yeah, I can't, I, I'm all about the Lori Shoal shout out. She's, she's good people. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree there. And well, hey, uh, speaking of on the field, you had, uh, uh, we had the match with, uh, FC Wichita last weekend, making the long, boring three-hour trek up up the turnpike, going back to your old stomping grounds. Um, yeah, yeah. How, you know, obviously a tough team, and uh, you know, saw them here at TU against Roughnecks, just a big team. You know, have have the Taiyu kid and uh, Valverde. I'm gonna say his last name wrong. Is I don't know if it's Valverde or Laverde, but uh, yeah, and then you had the. Uh, Matt Clare came back for good news, bad news. He's back. Oh, against you know playing against the A's here. Uh, how do you think it just kind of fared and and you know with the nil nil draw at half, or nil nil at halftime, then got the early lead early in the second half and yeah, just kind of what was your kind of takeaway from that match? Well, you know, I think we had a poor response after after we scored, and I thought we had an even worse response after they scored. I, I mean. Like I'm, I've read some of their stuff on Twitter about us choking and stuff. And to be fair, I think that's warranted, you know. And I think my boys would own that. I think we've led in three of the last four games, and we've lost um, all of those games. So, um, you know, we had a little exercise tonight. We had a little bit of a session, and I think some. I think you'll see a little bit more of a killer instinct in the in the weeks to come, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, if we're talking just X's and O's, I thought we were, I mean, I don't want to say the better team, but I thought we created more chances than they created more good chances. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there's that we were unlucky. I mean, their first goal was Declan Fitzpatrick slide tackled Matt Claire and the ball ricocheted off him for a through ball Mm -hmm. to make it one, one. I mean, it's like, it's not like we can coach against that. It's just um, part of the game right there. Yeah. Yeah. The second was like a miss clear that a guy bicycle kicked in. So mm. it's like, Oh, 
and having been around the game for this long, you know when you're going to get soccered and when you're not going to get soccered. And after the bicycle or the scissor kick, it was like, yeah, I probably know how this story ends. But, you know, the boys, they did show a little bit of character. It got chippy late. They mm. wanted to scrap and they weren't they weren't happy with how things um, went down. And, you know, our hats off to Wichita like they were they were leggy. I mean, they had played six mm. games in 20, 20 days or so. So. You know, they went and, and a really, really gutsy performance by them. I don't want to undersell that at all. Like, when we play them, we're, we're going to play a better team because they're going to have a bit more legs underneath them. But, you know, it's – with that fixture in particular, we just need to finish it. We just need to see it out. A little bit more focus. Um, you know, eventually the ball is going to bounce our way. Like, I mean, that's sure. just the way – that's just the, the way of the game, you know. Yeah, you're going to catch breaks and you're going to have some go against us. But, um, you know, it was it was a, a really gutsy performance by them. And I like I said, I thought we were poor after we scored. And I thought we were very poor after they scored because because mm. um, they obviously they went on to score two more two more unanswered goals after that. So, you know, young players, uh, that's part of maturing and, and learning the game is how you respond and how you how you fight after there's been a goal, no matter who scores it. So I think we've addressed it and I look forward. I certainly don't want to get ahead of this Saturday away in St. Louis. That's a massive statement game for us, but right. we, you know, uh, on our calendar, we always, I think Wichita probably says, Hey, when do we play Tulsa? And I, I certainly look at when we play Wichita and I think our fans do the same. So we, there are game well in about 10 days, the day of Crybaby hill. So, mm. um, yeah, that, that's going to be a – it'll be an interesting uh, scenario to see how the boys respond. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of, this is the team that uh, – St. Louis uh, Club Atletico uh, that you guys are making the trip up, six-hour drive up to uh, St. Louis on mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, maybe you're going up for early on Friday. But anyway, making a six-hour trip, six hours back. Um, a team that, you know – I. I looked at it and I said, okay, this is going to be an X-Factor type team. We don't know anything about them. Uh, I believe right. their striker played for the Riverhounds. Yeah, play- Pittsburgh. Yeah, because we're on, on, on BGN chat. Someone said, oh, he plays for Club Atletico. And, and I was like, oh, wow. So, okay, uh, that's that's some pro talent there playing at Club Atletico. Um, what else can you tell me about their team and, and kind of what you know uh, so far? No, they, you know, they look to get it down and play. I think mm-hmm. they had some success against Wichita. They led twice there. Um, the guy you're talking about, Siobhan Walsh up top, he did, I think he scored, oh, six goals in 28 games for Pittsburgh or something like that. Very mm-hmm. athletic, strong Jamaican striker. Um, and yeah, th- you know, that'll be a good metric for our guys. We've got some defenders who have some professional aspirations and, you know, Having a guy who's maybe just sort of, if not at the level, of like USL level to play against, that'll be a good barometer to see where they're at. Um, so, yeah, you know, they're dangerous. They've got some some good players going forward. Uh, they're going to look to play just like we do. So um, look for it to be an attractive game with, with you know, quite a few chances. Uh and hopefully we can be a little bit more clinical with, with the ones that, that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're confident going in there. The boys have had a good week so far. And, um, you know, it's 
uh, it's kind of the it, it, it's a good test because you know coming off a loss, you know we were three and zero going in. We had an opportunity to really uh, make a statement, and we were unable to do so. So that always that brings the question to the table: How do you respond to that? Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to be a good defining game of of what we're able to to do against them because the next game is against Wichita again. Yeah. So you know it could, and then I think we have St. Louis again. After I think we do. Wichita, St. Louis, Wichita, St. Louis. We have this weird little turn in our schedule here. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's gonna, just going to be a really telling telling piece. So I look for the guys to go out there and be very hungry to get a result uh, on Saturday. And uh, like I said, make a statement. St. Louis has had some really um, up and down results. I think they drew Ozark. Mm-hmm. Um, they won convincingly over the demise mm-hmm. who beat Ozark four to one. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. They led Wichita twice. So I think they're probably, you know, like a lot of other teams just kind of figuring out how everybody plays and going through some consistency stuff. But, you know, they dropped, they, they dropped a game at home three, one to little rock. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not invincible there. Um, you know, they, they can be beaten. So uh, hopefully the boys go there, get the, get the, the, everything righted and back on track and you know with a uh, wichita the following week it, it could be a, a really really nice setup to maybe get get first place back yeah yeah absolutely and you know this in this in this league it's it's a quick it's a quick turnaround uh you like you said you're playing you know in other leagues you may see a team like okay we'll see them at the end of the season here nope you're gonna see them about two weeks so it's not like you have a lot of time to ah, forget about those guys. Oh, hey, they're coming to town in two weeks. So, yeah, it's 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 fast paced. It's it, it's 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 quick. It's here. It's a lot of work, and then and it's gone. And you're you're preparing for the off season after that. But right. Well, let me ask you. Yeah, I think one of the coolest. I, I mean, just scheduling, and then all of a sudden, you have Crybaby Hill. Yeah, June tenth. Holy cow. Then you got your biggest <laughs> rival. I don't know how you could have planned this any better, but it's not. Uh, no. And I'm no no offense to any other team, but FC Wichita. That's that's the team, like you said. Circle you circle the calendar on that game. How how crazy is is Veterans Park going to be on the 10th of June? Oh, you know, my goal is to meet several fire marshals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I mean we kind of want that madness to um, migrate down the hill when, cause I think it's over at around three 30 or four. So, you know, we're, we're obviously extending the invitation to any and everyone who's up there to, to come down, keep the party going. Um, I think it's an opportunity for us to showcase what a fun Sunday event these are um, and have Tolson's looking forward to coming out for, you know, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's gonna be mayhem. I know I'm I'm planning on on going to the hill myself for maybe an hour or so, and you know saying hello and letting people know we're gonna be down down at the park after after the races. And yeah, I mean it's such a wonderful Tulsa event. Malcolm McCollum and everyone um, involved with Tulsa Tough has done done just a, a phenomenal job. That's you know in creating a, an event that gets worldwide attention oh sure and is such a truly tulsa centric thing i mean i think anyone who has kind of their thumb on the pulse if 
you were to say, hey, what's a, what's a, the best party date to come to in Tulsa? They would say Cry Baby Hill at Tulsa Tough. So, sure. um, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, hopefully we can ride a victory lap up the hill <laughs> with the boys after the game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I just got a, a local artist did a um, – we've got these game posters going out this year, which are really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, just we've got five local artists doing uh, a specific game, a game specific poster for, for each match. And I just got the one for the Wichita game and it's really, it's just really crazy and cool. It's a tattoo artist, kind of this mm. metal style drawing of a unicorn being ridden by death out of a lion's mouth, escaping hell. And it's, yeah, it's stomping it's, on a Wichita crest. So it's, it's some book uh, of revelations inspired, uh, drawing, right? I, uh, yeah, it's, I think there's a verse from Isaiah. I'm not a religious person, <laughs> but there's a verse from Isaiah about the unicorns coming down and the fields will be left in blood or some just morose, uh, yeah, going back old Testament. All right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, just a lot of, a lot of cool stuff like that, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're, we're already looking forward to it. I mean, we, we do a really good job and the boys being prepared for Saturday and Saturday only, but you know, as a club and our supporters, everyone's already, you know, are already talking about how much fun that day is going to be. And, um, yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. Obviously everyone's invited and we want it to be complete and total mayhem i'll just go ahead and say we'll invite it on so all right nice officer officer cleveland's gonna have his hands tied (laughs) up he's gonna want backup probably we'll have to get an iv truck instead of like taco trucks just need an iv truck just somebody just planting ivs on people right yeah i'll have two tacos and a medic please (laughs) (laughs) can i get some sour cream too please thanks uh, perfect <laughs> oh man i'm excited i, I, I saw Roger, that tell us about the tell us about the new baby oh the new baby yeah she's great um so she's now i guess a little over three weeks old now and i had her she cameoed last week on the on the live stream on the podcast but uh yeah man she right now she, i've got a 21 month old and a three week old and it's like uh trying to cover two wide receivers at the same time as a defensive back um except one doesn't move she just sits there and cries but Mom, right. You know, mom's kind of takes care of her for the most part. And then, so I'm basically manning up on the, on the 21 month old at this point. So we're, we're getting to, getting to hang out quite a bit and, uh, we're getting to get a little closer and, you know, I was just, you know, my wife stays here with the, with the kids. So it's like, you know, for me, it's, it's to spend more time with him. And as he gets older and he's starting to be interested in playing sports and I know he's only like 20 months old, but he's, you know, we throw the ball around a little bit. So that's, at least introductions, some small introduction to, to sports ball, and, and he seems to be gravitating toward that a little bit. So it'll be fun as he starts talking and, and being more of a kid. You know, I think I'm, you know, I love the baby stuff, but I, I'm going to be really excited when we can actually have a conversation and have, you know, have a, have more, you know, I guess more of the relationship that way. And, and be yeah, able, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to talk and have them talk back to me and, Instead of just kind of uh, talking, I'm like, I don't know what you want, kid. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know. Are right. you hungry? But no, well, that's awesome, great. though. Congratulations. I'm glad, oh, everyone's, thank you. I'm glad everyone's happy and healthy over there. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, everybody's good here, and you know, like I said, we'll keep everyone. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm sure when they get old enough to be on the podcast, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll probably make a few more cameos. But uh, since their bedtime's at eight thirty, which is why I was kind of like, hey, ten thirty. Okay, actually, we're gonna do ten o'clock now because you know everything's so much in the air about uh, about this time of the night. So um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a creature of the night, so you're always <laughs> you're the just, later the better. Yeah, yeah, the old. Re- I, I mean, I remember when I, you know, worked at the restaurant, bartend, and all that, and I just it seemed like my day started about two p.m. You know, just because ah, just I don't eleven a.m. shift. Forget that. That's too early. You know. Now. Well, you know, I hear you. That's when my days off start for sure. I've been I, I've been helping Jacob Rogers and working with our goalkeepers this mm, year. Yeah. So I've I've been unfortunately I've been up at about seven every morning. So I'm burning it at both ends right now. But um. Hopefully we can lift a giant trophy at the end and I can sleep for about two weeks straight. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I did well deserved at that point. That's you're right. You're, you're probably, you're a lot like me just like to be busy doing something and definitely, you know, you know setting still doesn't work. You know, I, I don't set still very well. And uh, so, yeah, just gotta be involved. You gotta be, have your hat, have your hand, you know, a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. And uh, so I totally understand that. I get it. And, yeah, and it's 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 you're in the middle of it right now, and uh, like I said, hopefully here in August, September. I don't know when is the finals. Is it in August now? Have they moved that up? Or? Uh, yeah, it's the first weekend in August. Since they had the issues with Midland last year, they've moved that championship up, didn't they? Yeah, well, the NCAA interprets their rules in a different way, uh-huh. and like from what I can tell, the easiest job in the world is being a compliance officer because all you do is just say no to everything <laughs> and, yes. uh, and, and that's, and you can just write that off as airing on the side of caution. So, right. um, yeah, no, it, it got moved up uh, to the first weekend in August from then the second. So yeah, that would, that would be, that would be a, a really amazing thing. You know, I don't know. There's, a couple of teams, obviously, from the NASL. I mean, the New York Cosmos have probably a million-dollar payroll in this league, which, right. to me, there's a little bit of a disparity there. Like, that, you know, I, I think that that's a little much. But, um, you know, in Miami FC and Jacksonville, I mean, I, I do understand it. They had NASL players who are under contract who they have to legally pay, so they might as yeah. well make them work for a, or have them work and, enjoy some football for a few months but at the same time it's like i mean the new york cosmos are gonna win it i I mean you know and it's that's not super super fascinating i mean right they might they might get in a few games here and there and i think brooklyn italians knocked them out of the open cup but if they hunker down and they like all their best players are are playing and going for it you know, it's going to be them or obviously either one one of the teams in Florida, one of the NASL teams. So, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, I don't know exactly where I sit on that. I, I You want there to be a, a little bit of parity. Um, but, I mean, it's the way of the New York Cosmos, right? Yeah, yeah, Miami FC 2 or whatever you want to call them. Uh, picked yeah. up Chris Tierpak. It's like I know, I from, saw that. From San Antonio FC, which – it's San Antonio FC doesn't pay poverty wages that I'm aware of. So, right. You know, I mean, that's a team that had, that gets players like that and usually keeps yeah. them. And it's just, it's like, Oh my gosh, he just went to uh NPSL. That's I know given the context. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. But 
it's just the the optics of it just looks so weird you know uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah and then you're it's like okay you have to make sure you know you're crossing your t's dotting your i's just so you can get a couple of college players for the a's and you know right. and here's this one team over here we got rocco and he got a million dollar payroll of this uh you know right. former nasl team and yeah, there's a big time disparity there, and you know, just because the whole soccer quote pyramid is so jacked up that you have things like this happen, and uh, I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm sure we could debate that for ten hours what the right answer is. But you know, I think um, outside of the most obvious answer, pro rail, but you know, pro rail, there's the answer. We can debate it for one second. <laughs> there pro it rail. is. Of course, of course, nothing in life is simple, right? So. We're right. gonna, I love that there's certain sports. It's like we're going to do the complete opposite of what the fans want, and it, college football playoffs, same situation. So, uh, anyway, so uh, anyway, Sonny, uh, before we uh, we cut loose here, uh, tell folks how I know you have social media out there. Are you, are you getting the podcast going again here soon, or what's your plans oh, there? It's it's so hard to get going during the season, just because I mean, and I love that there are people out there that want to like hear me ramble on about complete and utter bullshit but um <laughs> during the season it's like when i get a day off i usually mow my yard and then i like, just lay in bed all day so um you know probably august will probably i'll probably get stevie brock's back on and philip mm. will probably will probably pump a few out in the fall i committed to doing 12 this year like a monthly one so mm-hmm. you know that might help me line up some some good guests we'll have to have you on for sure um but yeah, I mean, ugh, God, I would love, I would love to, you know me, I love to talk shop and talk oh, absolutely. soccer. There's, it's such an intriguing time in the history of this sport in this country that there's just so much to talk about and so many opinions and views. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I got to sleep a little bit sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love the soccer Delphia, great podcast and, like you said, you. you get to talk. I, I like just when you're just like, oh, I forgot even going to talk about soccer, you know, whatever the topics, <laughs> whatever, wiping your own butt, whatever it is, right? So, I mean, you, you learn something, I guess, from, uh, from <laughs> some of those. From the it's po- a soccer and variety show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's 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 it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to come on and and uh, and you know, get it get on there and, and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. And, you know, for sure. And that's something every once in a while somebody will you know, chat with me on on social media or so, someone that's not even from Tulsa. Ask me, hey, is Sonny getting his podcast going again? <laughs> and I know Dan's kind of taking up the slack a little bit there. And, and I know they do a great job yeah, there, yeah. Get, getting those unfiltered opinions and. And uh, yeah. getting that, you know, that it, I think people appreciate that. I do as well. And, and folks really like to just hear, you know, and I, I don't think, you know, something I've told you and we've talked about, I was like, I never not know what Sonny's thinking about something. He always gives me an honest answer. And if, if you can give me an answer, you're going to give me an honest answer. And, and I always appreciate that and, and giving me that, giving folks that insight. And, and, you know, from an owner's standpoint, I know you have a very unique perspective on all this soccer and, and also someone who played you know, and and I think everyone is interested in in hearing that, and 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 the the way that you don't sugarcoat it, you know, and 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 have that right. hashtag real talk. So, I uh, know I appreciate it, and I'll be looking forward to when Soccer Delphi gets going again. I know we'll we'll have you back on here for sure, and and talk shop on. Hopefully, we'll have you know playoff talk and and all sorts of good stuff coming up here. So, uh, but well, anyway, thank you, brother. I appreciate the kind words. You bet, you bet. Well, uh, Sonny. Uh, 
I've, I've, I'll cut you loose here. It's I think it's getting close to my bedtime here. So <laughs> I know you're just like getting ready to go out somewhere, but uh, you know. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I appreciate it. No, Roger. Thank you as always for having me on. And, and sure. um, I look forward to hearing the hearing the, the podcast played back. And uh, yeah, if you need anything, let us know. And I look forward to seeing seeing you guys at the park on the tenth. It's a four o'clock kickoff, so later than our usual ones because yep. we're gonna put it after Crybaby Hill. But yeah, four o'clock on. Uh, Sunday the 10th at, at Veterans. Look forward to seeing you. All right. Yeah, sounds great, Sonny. We'll see you out there, buddy, and uh, take care. Have a good night, man. Take care, brother. Bye. All right, Sonny D'Alessandro. And, and real quick, uh, off topic, we're not going to talk about soccer for like two seconds. I'm going to talk about weather. You want to talk about some weather? I know that's, that's you, you come for the soccer, but you're staying for the weather. We've got some storms to the north here. I know by the time this runs on the iTunes or whatever, it's this is going to be irrelevant, so you can edit this out, Michael, if you want to, or leave it on. It doesn't matter. Uh, we have some storms coming in, I think, about midnight, 1230 or so. We'll probably have some storms here in Tulsa. Wind, rain, maybe some hail, mostly wind and rain. So, anyway, that's right. You come for the soccer, stay for the weather. Boom. So, I have no news. I have the sports and the weather covered, no news. I don't know what's going on, so... Um. Anyway, great stuff. Great guests tonight. Uh, thank you, Sonny. Thank you, Michael Gamble earlier, and then we had Wayne and R- Rachel Van Flossen on earlier. So great, great guests all lined up. Somehow we got them all in here and with some time to spare. So appreciate all their flexibility and, and being able to uh, jump on a little bit earlier. So um, shoot, guys. Uh, Champions League final was interesting. Um. Goalkeeper had a nightmare. Carius uh, had a look like me playing out there at times. I mean, he has had a couple of good shot stops. You know, he please stopped Cristiano Ronaldo on a point blank. But of course, everybody's gonna remember that. Uh, yeah, uh, Youth Energy FC East is holding tryouts this week. Okay, good stuff there. Uh, I know a lot of high school or youth kids are out there. Lots of soccer going on right now. Lots of tournaments. I catch when folks talking about it at that the office so i know there's a lot going on there um yeah shoot we've like an hour and a half so i don't i can talk some more some more here um oh yeah so we have a couple of watch parties thank you david for reminding me that's a bring your own pool party is that am i am i understanding that correctly somebody have to have to fill in the blanks on that give me some context but yeah fuel 66 i believe that's a seven o'clock is that seven o'clock tip or seven thirty it doesn't matter. Get there at like five. Doesn't you'll 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 catch the game, um, and I believe Empire will be where the other match is like at nine thirty, if I'm not mistaken, for the Roughnecks. So you could watch both matches if you wanted to, because uh, it's a it's actually in L.A. So yeah, that's a nine thirty tip or nine thirty kickoff for L.A. Galaxy too. So low dose at nine thirty on saturday and then i believe tulsa athletic is oh here i have it right here in front of me so it is uh at club atletico saturday actually it says six o'clock kickoff six o'clock six o'clock six o'clock oklahoma time so okay perfect thanks tim yeah some of you guys corrected me there appreciate it i'm always used to uh uh the games kicking off at seven but since it's at st louis it's different stadium you know, MPSL is not usually uniform. It's some kickoff at six, some kickoff two o'clock on Sunday. So, gotta gotta be careful there. So six o'clock sun Saturday, six o'clock Saturday. Fuel sixty six for those that are not making the trek up to St. Louis, 
and um, yeah, go hang out. Bring your bring your pool. Off the, well, I know there's a Facebook invite for that, so check it out, folks. And then also, I'm sure Rasputin will have a watch party for the Los Dos match at 9:30. So lots of soccer going on. I'm sure there's some friendlies and some other things going on as well. Uh, I do have some, uh, I guess, not really sad. I don't want it's not tragic or anything, but Exeter City did not win its uh, League Two playoff final. I know Dave Saunders actually went to Wembley, so Dave Saunders on last week talked about Exeter City, the Grecians. Unfortunately, came on a short end stick, lost three one to Coventry City. So I wanted to get ready to update on that. I know I kind of posted a couple things on social media on Twitter. But he made the trek out there, flew, flew out to watch Exeter City. So, gotta love that. I mean, that's a League Two team. That's you know pretty much the equivalent of you know, USL type team, or maybe even lower or a little bit higher. I'm not sure how you, you would view that, but that's some great stuff. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, this weekend, lots of soccer. I need to get off here because it's getting late for me. So I appreciate everyone stopping by, chatting on live stream, Facebook Live. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Great guests. I appreciate all of them all coming on. Uh, and like I said, we've got matches galore coming up. We'll try to get another episode next Monday. We had the holiday, so we had to move it to Tuesday. So next Monday, we'll try to get another episode out. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. Appreciate you guys. Love you. Take care. God bless. See you.